Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Impact Books. Today we're reviewing a beast of a book written by a beast of an author. It's called Tools of Titans and it was written by multiple time best-selling author and impact theory guest, a Mr. Tim Ferriss. All right, this one was published by Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, and as of now, there's no audio version, so I actually had to grab a physical copy of this bad boy and dive in. As somebody who almost never reads physical books, I have to say I actually really enjoyed the experience. Even though it slowed me down a bit, this book was Tim's attempt to distill the best of the best knowledge from his phenomenal podcast, The Tim Ferriss Show. And if you haven't watched that, guys, check it out. And this book reads like the cliff notes to success. As Tim calls it, it's a buffet. You get to select as much of any one thing as you want to indulge in, and you're free at any time to skip around, which really makes the reading experience uh, super dynamic, feels a bit like a choose-your-own-adventure. It was a lot of fun. And that also added to having it physically in your hand, because it's a lot easier to jump around, skim, see what you want to dive deeper into. To make it easy, this book is broken into three main parts, healthy, wealthy, and wise. And it's further broken down into what feel like letters from wildly successful old friends. No section is too long, but every section is packed with highly usable insights that will expand, solidify, and or challenge your own worldview until you come out the other side a better and more capable version of yourself, which is always what I'm looking for in books. Impactful takeaway number one comes from legendary investor Chris Saka. If you're starting out, go to as many high-level meetings as possible. Find a way to add value so that they'll let you stay. When he was at Google, Chris really took this to the extreme and he would show up to all kinds of meetings that he wasn't invited to, even ones with the founders. And if people questioned him, he would just say that he was there to take notes for them. And his goal was to find a way to add value. And that concept for me is one of the most powerful takeaways in life if you're trying to climb up and certainly in this book. And it's shocking to me just how far you can get if you're looking for ways to deliver value to other people. It's an awesome way to go from wherever you are to where you're trying to get to because people are always looking for others that can help them in their journey and then the reciprocation factor kicks in and they'll wanna help you back. But even if they don't, if you're putting yourself around people that know things that you don't, you'll be able to soak it up, learn like a sponge and it's gonna be that knowledge ultimately that moves you forward. This has always been a key part of my strategy and it was certainly the thing that I leveraged back when I had very little to add in business meetings. I saw it as my job to be the keeper of the universe of ideas that have been thrown out and then be the energy behind things to remind people to return to it, that we should be focusing on it. And that kept me at the forefront of people's mind. It got me invited to meetings and it got me the ability to just keep learning, learning, learning. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Key takeaway number two, stress test ideas with a red team. This one comes from Mark Andreessen, also a legendary investor who has just had a smash run in Silicon Valley. Your big fear should be dogma. It should be believing that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt what you're doing. Once you feel like that, you should begin to question everything in your mind because if you're not actively exploring the absolute opposite point of view, you're missing an opportunity to either kill an idea before you waste time on it, or even if it's a great idea, just to sharpen that idea by exploring its opposite. This is something that really will serve you in all areas of your decision making, as it's gonna force you to look at the problem from both the solution side and the opposing side. 
And if we have any parents watching, guys, I highly encourage you to nudge your kids ever so gently in the direction of doing debate in high school. At least when I was in high school, they forced you to argue both sides of the debate, and I'm sure that's the way that it is still. And doing that really trains you to be intellectually flexible, which is so important, and capable of taking different point of views. And it really is this that I think refutes the old adage that genius is a young man's game. And the reason I think that people think of genius as being a young man's game is because the older you get, the more certain you become, the more your ideas calcify in dogma, the less intellectually flexible you become, and you're just not open to new ideas. You don't see new paths. You don't make unique connections. So not letting that happen and really creating a red team, blue team, where you're actively giving people the job to challenge an idea before you move forward with it, that is a critical breakthrough for any entrepreneur. Takeaway number three. Use your perceived flaws as an asset. This comes from my boy Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he didn't break into Hollywood by trying to be like everyone else. He broke into Hollywood by being unapologetically, even aggressively himself. He refused to change his name or even audition. Think of that, one of the biggest stars on the planet ever, and he refused to audition. He wanted instead to create a niche that only he could fill. He said there were all these pretty boys trying to be cute, the blonde California surfer type, and he wanted to come in and be something totally unique that nobody else could deliver on. And that's exactly what he did, ignoring the naysayers all along the way. And that, my friends, is the key to this strategy. If you're going to be yourself with all of your weird idiosyncrasies and unique flavor, you have to be willing to stare down the people who doubt you. You have to be willing to ignore the people who can only believe that which they've already seen before. It's powerful advice if you've got the courage to follow it because then you're able to create something unique and that is what captures people's imagination. And in this game, especially now in today's hyper-social, ultra-connected world, you've got to find a way to cut through the noise. And being you is just about the only way to do it. And bonus points to anyone who can listen to the market and yet ignore the naysayers. That's not easy, but it's exactly the key to success. And what I mean by that is you have to be willing to take feedback. If the market is telling you that they're not looking for you as you're presenting yourself, you have to be willing to change and adapt. But at the same time, you have to find something that is unique and still authentic to you, all the while ignoring the people who say that you're gonna fail. Because if as you first come out of the gate and it's not working and you let your mindset crumble to the naysayers, you're in trouble. So listen to the market, ignore the naysayers. The hardest part of doing these reviews is breaking the book down into the three most impactful quotes, especially in this book, which is just literally page after page after page of quotes. He's interviewed so many people for this book, and so many of them have incredibly unique and powerful takeaways. But here are the three that I boiled it down to. Number one, is that a dream or a goal? Because there's a difference, Triple H. A, I love that this quote comes from Triple H, and B, it's incredibly powerful to learn the difference between a dream, which is something you fantasize about but almost certainly won't come true, and a goal, which while it may be hard, is something that you work towards every day until you ultimately accomplish it. And knowing the difference between the two is absolutely critical and will determine whether you go on to accomplish the things that you want in life or whether you just sit there and fantasize about it. All right, impactful quote number two. Even when everything is going terribly and I have no reason to be confident, I just decide to be. Derek Sivers. I love this quote. It's, it's a cousin to the fake it till you make it, but what I like more about this one is that he's pointing out 
that even confidence ultimately comes down to a choice. Confidence is brain chemistry. And if you can learn to create that sense in your mind to actually feel confidence, then even when things are going wrong, you're gonna be able to recenter yourself and keep going hard in a direction with enough belief and conviction to pull it off. And that, my friends, is critical because if you don't have that, everything that you do will have that sense of unease at the edges and you won't be able to get people excited and to rally behind your idea. Impactful quote number three, it's not what you know, it's what you do consistently. Tim Ferriss. This is such a critical thing to really grow and understand. It doesn't matter if you collect all the knowledge in the world, if you're not on a day-to-day -day basis putting it into practice. At the end of the day, you're an amalgamation of all the habits that you have, that's it. And you should be looking at forming habits that move you towards your goals. In fact, one of the most critical things for anybody who's trying to accomplish something in their life is to identify where they're trying to go and what the daily habits and routines are that are going to get them the skills that they need in order to get where they wanna go. And that, my friends, is all that matters. It's where the rubber meets the road. As always, there are a million amazing quotes and ideas in this book that I haven't been able to touch on here, so be sure to go to impacttheory.com for more quotes and all kinds of supplemental material around this. We also did an interview with Tim for Impact Theory on this book, so be sure to watch that whole episode to go a lot deeper into this subject matter. All right, now my favorite part of the reviews how I plan to use this book in my life. I see this book as a field reference guide. Its applications literally are endless, it's crazy. Regardless of the problem that you guys are facing, this book is gonna have a powerful insight of some kind, a quote or something that's gonna pop and really give you what you need to have that breakthrough or to keep going or just know that you're not alone. So whether you need a jolt of inspiration or a reminder that your craziness is a craziness that is probably shared by a lot of people and a lot of people that have had tremendous success, keeping this book near you at all times is going to be your best friend in that fight. It is highly insightful and just chock-a-block with unimaginably detailed tactics. And that's something that Tim is really famous for, is the tactics. He breaks things down all the way to a pure executional level. I'm talking even down to how many milligrams of a given substance you should try for optimal results, which he goes into a lot in the healthy section. So this book isn't just um, light fare. It isn't high-level inspiration. He's got that stuff, but he takes you really deep into the pure tactical and that is really what makes Tim Tim so it's found in spades in this book all right I'm gonna be going to this book over and over again its width and depth are positively delicious I highly recommend you have a copy of this book in every room of your house you never know when you're most gonna need it sage advice all right guys as always I want to leave you with one final quote the opposite of play isn't work it's all right for the rest of that quote you're gonna have to read the Jane McGonagall section of this book and trust me you're gonna to wanna to hear how she finishes that sentence. All right, guys, this is a weekly show, so if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.